Now then, have you ever been on one of those fancy cruise ships that have teams of chefs preparing gourmet meals to your own personalized specifications? No? Well, Donna Salter, she's never been on one of those ships either. Well, I'm originally from Canada, from British Columbia. I was illegally in the United States, so I had to leave. I thought I would have to go back to Canada. <laughs> I answered an ad on the back of the village voice, actually. It said, crew for sailing boat going to Europe, and I thought, well, that's a cheap way to get to Europe. Well, I didn't know anything about sailing, so I kind of lied. I did sort of say that I, I was an experienced sailor, and... Well, I'd been sailing once. The whole point of it was that these people seemed to know what they were doing. But in retrospect, they had never sailed out of sight of the yacht club, so they weren't very good sailors either. And they thought, well, we'll just get in our boat and go to Europe, because we'll be able to find it, because we have GPS. <laughs> I've flew down to Fort Lauderdale. I've set out from the Yacht Club and started sailing. They did not know enough about sailing to know that they were stupid, and I didn't know enough about sailing to know that I was stupid, and we all just sort of piled onto this boat together. <laughs> In order to get to Portugal, you have to stop. So the first leg of the trip is always to Bermuda. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience as the grubby water of the coast slipped away and you get into this beautiful deep navy blue water I can't even describe it's so beautiful but you see nothing there's no land there's nothing except the ocean and the sky but as soon as you lose sight of land you get very very ill you all turn sort of green and threw up a lot it was supposed to take five to seven days to get there about the second day, when we'd sort of recovered from our seasickness, we were becalmed, which meant we had no wind, so we couldn't sail at all. So we're just sitting there, waiting for wind. Once we got underway again, a sail tour. We had no way to sail the boat and no way to fix it. Well, I thought, I really don't know what I'm doing. And we're in the middle of the ocean and I can't see land and I don't know where I am. And that wasn't the worst thing. The worst thing was when the alternator broke. <laughs> and then we were really in trouble because once the alternator broke, all the power went out. So we had no communication system. We had no GPS, so we had no way of knowing where we were. We had no lights. The meat that was in the freezer is rotting and there's no fresh food. By the end, we had, um, I think, two jars of chili peppers and a jar of mustard, which you don't really want to eat when you have no water. And the water that was in the tanks had been stirred up sufficiently that it really, when it came out, the water was kind of the color of Coca-Cola, so you couldn't drink that. We had nothing, nothing. And then the wind just stopped. So we're just kind of sitting in the middle of the ocean. You know, the captain said that he could use a sextant, but he, he didn't know how to use it clearly. And it's very hot and you're sitting in the middle of the ocean. We ended up swimming around the boat to try to cool off. I'm thinking about sharks and there was a dog and a cat on the boat. We didn't know where they were pooping, 
but we could sure smell it. There had been this meat in the refrigerator and everything. It sort of was very smelly. Everything that was possible that could break broke. The door had broken on the head and the head had broken off of its moorings. So in order to go to the bathroom, you just had to like, you know, put your feet up on the wall and hold on to the door. When you're in a situation like that, it gets worse every day. You know, you think, well, it can't get any worse than this. And then the next day it gets worse. And then the next day it gets worse. So you just try not to think about it. I didn't actually start thinking this was crazy until I started hallucinating. I was all by myself up on the deck of the boat when I would be on watch overnight. And then I started having auditory hallucinations and I could hear things. I could hear people calling me and I could see lights. A flashlight, batteries had started to go dim and there was nothing, just voices, just voices. And I thought, this is crazy. This is crazy. I'm scared. I'm not going to get out of this one. I thought I was going to die out at sea. And finally, I went down to the other woman who was on board. I said, I think I hear something. I think I see something. And she said, oh, you're hallucinating. I've been hallucinating for three days. <laughs> and so, I asked her if she would mind coming up and sitting watch with me and we started sitting watches together just to make sure that the hallucinations weren't real. That was after about 10 days and we were kind of hungry then too. We hadn't had anything for about two days. Well on the 15th day, that was the day we caught the fish and we pulled the fish into the boat and the skipper who had a dog and a cat, the dog immediately sort of dove on the fish as soon as it landed in the cockpit. I can't tell you how intensely I hated the skipper at this point because I realized that he had put my life and everybody else's life in jeopardy just for some fantasy that he had. As everything kept getting worse, he kept reassuring us that he had it under control and he never had it under control. He didn't have it under control in the beginning and he shouldn't have been sailing this boat. The only thing I wanted to do was get away from him. And then I saw a fishing boat. It was the first thing I'd seen in maybe 10 days. I was so relieved. I was so relieved. I hadn't known how scared I was until I realized that we were actually going to live. And I stood on the front of the boat and started screaming, help me, help me. The skipper told me to shut up. We'd find Bermuda on our own. He was a veteran from WW2, the big one, and he really didn't want anybody's help, especially a woman. And I said, no, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and so I started screaming and waving my hands and asking the fishing boat to come and get me. And um, so the fishing boat pulled alongside and I said, just take us to anywhere, anywhere that, that there's land. They led us to Bermuda. I don't even think the boat bumped into the dock before I was off the boat. I didn't care about the harbor master. I could have, I, I would have been arrested rather than stay on that boat one second longer. And uh, I got off the boat and I went and ate a steak. 
Oh, that steak tasted better than any steak I've ever had. I'll tell you something, there, there are two things that are really good when you get off the boat, food and a shower. <laughs> That story was produced by our own Stephanie Fu, and many thanks to Donna Salter for sharing her tale.